What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lightsout Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts Podcast. Baldy, baldy, baldy bouncer. Baldy bouncer. It's a daggum shame. Can both teams lose? Is that a thing? Daggum it. Still got squiggles. Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Mabudez. And on this podcast, we bring you the latest Chargers news. We preview and review every Chargers game. And we bring you the hottest off-season content around. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez. And as always, I'm joined by two this time, not three, uh, two of my amazing co-hosts. The first is a man on the move. He's moving house, I believe. It is John Walls Jr. Good evening, lads. How's it going? Not bad. Are you, are you moving uh, to, to uh, LA, are you? Yeah, moving to LA. I'm, I'm actually going to move during the Super Bowl because I'm, I'm, I'm vetoing it. <laughs> I can't watch the Chiefs win another Super Bowl. <laughs> or Brady, for that matter. Yeah, or fair. Brady. Oh, can, bo- dear. can both teams lose? Is that a thing? <laughs> can we write to the commissioner and make it a thing? Um, I'm also joined by the man with the greatest hair. I'm currently looking at beautiful Chargers blue hair. It is Mr. Hollywood himself, Dan King. How you doing, Bez? To, to be fair, that looks a bit like New York Giants colour blue. <laughs> it's I a bit more electric. Done. <laughs> it's more that electric is, than giants. That is that is beautiful. That is lovely. I did have <laughs> cut, ha, cut that hair once upon a time, so you know. I, smir- I'm smir- just jealous because I don't have any. <laughs> baldy, baldy, baldy bouncer. Baldy bouncer. Unbelievable. Well, what are we talking about uh, tonight? Well, first of all, we have a big segment on. Uh, you know, it's the off season. You know, games to talk about. You know, nothing's going on. We'll we will come on to the Super Bowl a bit later. Who we want to win. Um, which one we think might be better for the Chargers. Um, if we see Mahomes pick up a second ring on a trot and set history, or if we think Brady uh, winning another ring is the best. Jesus, they're not good options. Um, I mean, what can we say? We're going to talk about the main man. He retires officially, and we all shed a tear for our favourite quarterback uh, after Justin Herbert. Uh, that's Philip Rivers, <laughs> who retires um what can I say about the guy? Eight Pro Bowls. He won an NFL Comeback Player of the Year. He was the completion leader in 2013. He has the passing yards leader in 2010, passing touchdown leader and rating leader in 2008. He finishes his career fifth ranked of all time in completions, passing yards and passing touchdowns. An inspiration, you know, the reason why, you know, one of the, well, pretty much the main reason why I became a Chargers fan. He He's left... Um, are, are we are we super upset? How are we, how are you feeling, Dan? Um, not not so upset in the I'd already come to terms with him leaving us a year ago, but it is a shame to see him bow out. Um, but I, I don't think he could have done any more. Um, he had that final season in Indy where didn't start great, but then kind of just picked up steam and got rolling. Um, but again, fell short. So I think at that time you're like, yeah, getting on a bit. Maybe your heart's not 100% in it. You want to do your coaching elsewhere. Um, and I don't think anyone can be kind of annoyed at him for stepping away. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a daggum shame that he's not going to be there. 
in the league. I'm I'm hoping we'll get him on, on. Yeah, exactly. I'm hoping we'll get him on TV doing interviews and stuff throughout the season. I think he should be on this podcast, quite frankly. Um, it would be only respectful to the biggest charges uh, outlet in sports. Um, was you know was he a big part of, of of your charges fanship? Were you a Fouts guy? Brees maybe? Where were you at? Philip Rivers all the way. The two things that annoy me um, were the persistence of journalists and you know pundits saying that his arm was gone every year for the last ten years, um, and then there was the, the sort of on this side of the pond. There were the the other thirty one franchise supporters who always sort of jibed fun at Rivers, saying he was garbage. Well, he clearly wasn't, was he? He brought something to the table. Colts, you know, they got a lot out of uh, Rivers. Um, twenty eighteen was was a brilliant year for him. Obviously, we watched him at uh, Wembley Stadium, um, and a lot. I know, I know you, Dan, met him. I didn't get down the night before the game, but. That first pass against Tennessee, that will live long in the memory. Uh, he was just a great character, wasn't he? Led by example. Um, I always said that he was a leader, you know, as an ex-military guy, you can spot leadership um, just by people's uh, attitude and their approach to their their day-to-day life and, and job. And a lot of people said he wasn't a leader. Absolute garbage. I think you're only going to look at the uh, Colts players, the, the reaction that they gave Rivers to the announcement that he was retiring it's like you know he's just he's just a leader of the locker room he, he he never he was he was never one for shying away was he you look at all the sports personalities across the globe in various different leagues uh, how many people have sort of thrown the teddy out the pram and gone AWOL or said they're not playing or gone on strike and Rivers never did that um, apart from the ACL injury uh, and his turf toe at uh, the, the Colts he, he seldom he was always available, wasn't he? He was, he was seldom in the trainer's uh, locker room. It would have been great if, if he'd have been a bit more mobile. What could he have achieved? You know, hopefully he'll make the Hall of Fame. Gutted that he never won a Super Bowl ring. Um, but I think retire number 17, you know, the, the, the Chargers have got to be a lot to thankful for. And I'll continue wearing his jersey um, as long as I'm watching the game. Absolutely brilliant, dude. I, could, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, 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 I supported the team. You know, back we have a privilege being UK in that I got to choose in my sports team. It's not like you know football and stuff that you inherit or there's a reason and you live close by or a family member does it. I got to choose, and one of the things I I loved was if you remember the the Jay Cutler Broncos winding up that Rivers yeah. did, and yeah. I, I just like this is my kind of competitor because he's 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 the ultimate fair fighter who will wind you up and talk trash and deliver on it um you know don't talk the talk walk the walk and he did both and and you know my memories of him like you say Wembley was incredible but if you think back you know <laughs> little things that even aren't that successful which is beating the Raiders to knock them out of the playoffs uh, on the last game of the season when he he drove 99 yards 99 and a half yards he'll always he, he said on, on tape to, to score a touchdown and then started slapping Raiders uh, D lineman on the bum saying enjoy the off season <laughs> it's like yes mate absolutely yes mate because um, that's the kind of guy he was you know Felipe Rios you know he, like I say Dan I agree with you you know he went to the Colts sort of gave us that cushion of, of set a goodbye without a goodbye um, and now he retires 
off to coach high school and eventually to be the Chargers head coach in a few years. Guaranteed, nailed on. Yeah, I'd like to see him come back as the head coach. Uh, why not? You, you know, if his if his passion and knowledge rubs off onto players, that's a good thing. I mean, one thing about Rivers, it, it was supreme, wasn't it, at, at the line of scrimmage of changing things up, and he, he never looked flustered. It was a great, great mind, um, great reader of the game, and I, I think that rubbed off. And do you not do you not reckon that the uh, Rivers to Gates combination was is underrated in the NFL? Oh, definitely underappreciated. Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely underappreciated. People always talk Brady and Gronk, but yeah, it, they're they're the closest thing to Rivers and Gates, but they're not Rivers and Gates. That's it was just constant chemistry between the two. You know, it was incredible to watch. It was my favorite thing. I always said, "What what were the inevitables? Death, taxes, and Rivers to Gates." Um, <laughs> it's true though isn't it Rivers to Gates a touchdown but you know it, it was amazing to watch and the records they set you know Ladanian Tomlinson's time the fact that he overlapped with Breeze what a career he's had he is a surefire Hall of Famer for me yes yes no yes, yeah no. I agree yes yeah. yeah on his way to Canton I think we agree it's um, it's interesting because um Who's the guy, the, the the gobby guy with the controversial takes in American media? Uh, oh, Which I can one? Remember his... <laughs> yeah, true. No, there's a guy. He's always on. He's on that TV show. Oh, don't I can't remember his, his name. But anyway, Skip he came Bayless? up with this point that Skip Bayless, or it could be. I think yes, it was Shannon, Skip Bayless. Yeah, Shannon you're right. Sharp or... So he said um, that Rivers is exactly what the Hall of Fame doesn't need, which is a good even very good quarterback that isn't elite and the hall of fame should be ultra elite i think he is top five in so many categories playing a afc championship game with one knee you know he embodies competitive spirit and that you don't have to win and have all this glitzy silverware in your ring to be considered one of the greatest of all time um we will miss you philip thank you from this podcast for, for your dedication and service to our team uh, we love you. We can't wait for you to, to return in some capacity. And um, we will we'll definitely keep an eye on you as you go. Yeah, I have a question just, for you, Just two. want to add to well, that um, briefly is that he, he may not have the career stats of Super Bowl wins and stuff. He may not have had the greatest career, but he ha- he played with the greatest passion and the greatest toughness and drive of anyone I've ever seen. Oh, God, absolutely, mate. Well, okay, I'll ask you a question then off the back of that. And I want genuine predictions on the line. This podcast will still be going in, in I don't know, 15 years' time. So you will be called to you'll be called on this prediction. <laughs> um, Brilliant. Will Herbert be better statistically than Rivers or will, will he not achieve that mark? I will say he will be just because based on the fact that he's mobile, you know, and that was Rivers as, as you know, it, pardon the point, it was his Achilles heels, wasn't it? It was the fact that he wasn't able to fly out of the pocket like some of the quarterbacks that we've got in the current game. <clears throat> Mahomes, uh, the likes. So, Lamar Jackson. So, yes, I, I believe he will. I, I believe Herbert will be statistically better. Yeah, um, I... I tend to agree there. I mean, you look at Rivers' career and the length of time that it spanned. The NFL was a different beast back when Rivers started. Yeah. 
Um, he started his career with two seasons under 4,000 yards passing. And we all know that Justin Herbert is 4,336 at a minimum per year. So as long as he hits yes, that each Dan, year. Yes. The, the, um, the thing is as well, the, the game's become more professional, hasn't it? Data definitely. analysis is, is wasn't really there when Rivers was starting. It was just, it was just you know quite embryonic. So, the, you know, um, quality control, which we've now got, is going to be a huge part of uh, the game going forward. I think Herbert will get more support in that department. Um, so I think things are sort of look favourable for Herbert in, in terms of how he can progress and develop in the modern game. Um, and the fact that we, we believe that Herbert, you know, if, if you look at the two as, as their inaugural season, Herbert broke so many records. Had we not squandered the opportunities in the last two games by trying to run the football, Herbert would have had Andrew Luck's passing record as well for a rookie. So everything's pointing north for Herbert. And it's no disrespect to Rivers, but if he, if he can eclipse Herbert uh, um, Rivers, we're in for a, a bloody good ride, I think, as, as Chargers. Yeah, and I think it comes down to durability as well, because, you know, yes, Dan, 100% agree. You know, different beast, took time for Rivers to get in the game slow passing yards early doors Herbert's come out boom four and a half thousand yards immediately and if he stays healthy he's a running quarterback don't forget you know there's chances he can take hits and be injured he already missed he already missed you know snap well almost a snap with the Eastern Stick era um, <laughs> you know but, but if he can and, and that was four and a half thousand yards with 15 games so you know he could be a five thousand yard passer for a significant portion of time and wouldn't even need as long a career as Rivers I, I think he'll have more yards running I think we can all agree rushing along he's probably um, got that already hasn't he yes this is it <laughs> oh Jesus and um, you know I, th- I think what would be interesting is can he sustain the touchdown to interception ratio is he going to get better is there a sophomore slump coming i think we're going to talk on this podcast maybe on the website about about you know why we think he won't have one and, and is there a counter argument but uh, let's see um, but you know we wish rivers well the new era has begun we we, we have well done telesco seamlessly moving on from one worth, legend to the next worth just adding to that um i know i was a bit facetious with the the yardage stat um but herbert this year 31 passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns. That's 36. I don't know about Rivers' rushing touchdown stat, but the most he ever threw for was 34. Um, and Herbert threw 31 this year in 15 games. So <laughs> it. it's it's still there. Rivers only passed 31. He got 34 in 08, um, 32 in 13, and 33 in 16, and 32 in 18. So four times. So, you know... The kid's got a chance. <laughs> Put Herbert in Canton already. I mean, what you can't see, uh, listeners, is my jersey that I ordered in June has arrived. My powder blue Justin Herbert jersey is here and I am gloriously wearing it. I shall wear it. He shall be a charger. Or topic number two, seamless transition, ladies and gentlemen here. Topic number two, Deshaun Watson is coming to the charges in exchange for Herbert with picks, allegedly, according to some on Twitter. Uh, are you trading Herbert for for Deshaun Watson was or uh, is this ludicrous? I'm just about to jump up and down on a three pin plug with bare feet, and then Lego on the other foot. What a load of garbage! Move on. And Britain are also about to rejoin the EU. <laughs> oh, is that a UFO? Uh, there's there's absolutely no chances there. I mean, 
I, it's it's just preposterous. It was it was suggesting what Herbert the second round and third round this year, the first round next year, the first round the year after. I mean, if you're giving away that much, you want to get someone like Matthew Stafford. <laughs> shots fired. Oh, that is LA actually. Yeah, to be fair, probably were shots fired. But anyway, go on. No, I ca- I can't see it happening. Um, I, I wouldn't want it to happen. I if it if it did happen, I wouldn't be upset necessarily because I think Deshaun Watson is one of the best young quarterbacks to build a team around but I think you're better off keeping Herbert and keeping those first round picks um, so I, I wouldn't want to see it happen not happening I just don't get it because I watch a lot of the Texans and they're a garbage franchise so you sort of have to take some of their abilities and their record with a pinch of salt the Bill O'Brien stench is all over them still but I mean I don't see I don't watch Deshaun Watson and think there is a massive upgrade on Justin Herbert. Do you know what I think it is, generally? I think, and I think this is going to come around for years. You watch, Rivers was always downplayed because of that funky arm throw he had. You watch, Justin Herbert was the, apparently the bust. PFA, PFF refused to give him Rookie of the Year, be, uh, because an offensive Rookie of the Year, because they are biased against him because they thought he was going to be a bust. Everyone told him what he couldn't do, why he wasn't going to be good. And then he came out and proved them all wrong. And people still assess him as a failure, even though he's proved them all wrong. And we're going to deal with this for years, guys. But I don't care. Let us fly under the radar. And when he's got a handful of rings, then, you know, he can go and knock all out, knock his doubters out with them. Screw them all. Well, now we're going to talk about a bit of news about our coaches. It's been an interesting bit of time. Staley's starting to get his feet under the desk. And we were interested to see which coaches he would retain, uh, who he would bring in, if anyone, would we keep Pep Hamilton, um, what would happen. First things first, um, the coaching staff is, the, the coordinator staff is is filled and it's, it's an interesting set, um, an interesting bunch of people that Staley has surrounded himself with. The first thing he's done is bring in Joe Lombardi from the Saints. Um, I wasn't particularly enamoured with his time at, uh, in the, at the Lions uh, with Stafford um, he was okay he, he threw the ball a lot uh, I think he had you know Megatron and Golden Tate and, and that you know might be able to replicate that here but he is known as a quarterback whisperer he has worked with Taysom Hill and got him a big deal he worked with Teddy Bridgewater and got him his Panthers move and he's obviously worked with Breeze and Jameis Winston um, so I think that's good. A good, experienced voice who's been around the league that can come in and hopefully help Justin Herbert maintain and elevate. Like I, I like it. I like it. A lot of negativity on social media. I think unjustified. I think let, let's see what Joe Joe brings. And it, there's one thing we could say already. You know, Staley has already brought a Lombardi to SoFi Stadium. Thank you. Um, then he moved on to a defensive coordinator. Ronaldo Hill comes across. Um, from the Broncos he has a history of working with defensive backs and um, I, I think this is a good hire he's not going to be calling plays Staley is the defensive genius here but we bring an inter-divisional um, rival away from the Broncos where he's been around successful players joins up with Chris Harris Jr you know and and, and can coach a fantastic group of defensive players that has underperformed um, and last but not least, our special teams coach is not Stuart. 
Thank God. <laughs> Thank you, God Almighty. Um, Darius Swinton comes across. Interesting fact about Swinton is that wherever he's gone, the kicker has been great. He worked with um, a couple of Pro Bowl kickers in his time. He had two periods working with kickers that ended up being the best that season. Um I'm, I'm impressed with the guy if he had... We don't know if he was responsible for it. Um, but it's an interesting group. I mean, what are your hot takes? What are your feelings about the staff, Dan? Have you got any strong strong opinions on the coaching staff? Or are you waiting and seeing what happens? Um, well, I I was I was looking up Darius Swinton because he's, he's the one that I've known the least about. Um, and just seeing his career history has been very sporadic and scattered like he spent a year here a year there a year with the chiefs a year with the broncos a year with the bears a year with the lions a year with the cardinals and it's just, i i'm hoping that it's not just a we'll get someone in see how it goes the kick has done well but the rest of the special teams hasn't move on um if he can solve our kicking problems that would be that'd be nice um i hope it's not with mike badgley but it'd be nice <laughs> i'm still holding out for myself <laughs> Um, being the kicker, yes, um, mate. Go and they need you. <laughs> I, I'm interested to see what we can get from, say, Ronaldo Hill with the with the cornerbacks. You mentioned he'd worked with Chris Harris before um, in Denver, and I, I'm just I'm just imagining uh, Staley's record the past season with getting Jalen Ramsey going in the right direction again, and having. Ronaldo Hill as well there, who's specialising in the in the defensive backs. That maybe it's just all coming together to just build this defence around Derwin James, and just have him have it be. You got Herbert, you got James, and forget the rest of the team. That's that's what you need. Um, as far as Lombardi goes, I watched his um, introductory um, like Q and A session, uh, and he he came across very well in it. I haven't watched on Ronaldo Hills yet, um, but all, all I took from Lombardi's was he seems like a nice, genuine person who's aggressive on fourth downs and wants to be aggressive on fourth downs. And that's what I like. Yeah, fully agree. Was what are your thoughts? What are your initial reactions? So there's, there's two main takeaways from, from the new uh, coaching tree at the Chargers. The first one is we've got lots of new faces coming in from different franchises. Can they work together? Can they gel? Will they get on? Will there be any sort of uh, egos and sort of internal disputes? My earliest take reading between the lines is the coaches are actually going to sit down and listen to each other and listen to ideas. It it seemed as though it was very um, autocratic under Anthony Lynn, where I think this is going to be a bit more about, you know, table your ideas. We'll, we'll shelve all the crap and we'll bring all the best ones to the fore. You know, ultimately it's going to be down to the uh, coordinators and the head coach to make the decisions. So that that's the first one. The The, the second one is the um, the new personnel. I think Lombardi's got, I think he's got lots to prove. Um, as you said, Bez, he didn't do great at uh, Detroit. He's got to learn from that. He's talking about flexibility, which is great because it's something that we didn't have last season or the season before. You know, half time when the, the the opposition changed things up, we didn't react. And I think that's where Joe Lombardi will, will possibly come in and uh, make those adjustments where we weren't able to. Um, 
we spoke numerous times about how much pressure we bring or we brought to the quarterback uh, in this season just gone and it wasn't great. I know we've had issues up front with, with the loss of Melvin and obviously Joey getting injured, but I think Ronaldo Hill is going to opt for a lot more uh, blitz packages so we, we can get get to the uh, mobile quarterbacks, we can get to those that are a bit sort of fragile in the pocket and start disrupting the offence and doing what we're supposed to be doing, you know, taking the game getting the offence off the field and then handing the uh, the baton to, to Justin Herbert. So I'm interested in that. And then Darius Swinton, you touched on it, Dan. He's he's looking for uh, physical presence. You know, he's, he's looking for speed. And anything's got to be better than what we had under George Stewart, which I'm quite surprised he's still on the um, coaching tree as the senior analyst. So... Oh God, no! The, the another another takeaway that people might not be looking at is the strength and conditioning coach John Lott's gone. Um, Jonathan Brooks comes in, and Tyler Judkins, um, four and three years experience between them. But those two have got a lot of work to do to iron out what these injuries are. Uh, that starts with speaking to the players and how they've trained and conditioned and prepared in previous seasons. Um, you know. Players have got a tendency to do what they want outside of the building and it's get the players to be disciplined enough not to go down filling their face full of tacos when you're a running back, you know, and you've got to be on a on a weight limit. So those two guys have got a lot of work to do, but they're obviously come um, with Brandon Staley's uh, uh, blessing. So I think once the, the coaches start coming in, we're still waiting for the... Um, at the time recording, the uh, quarterback coach to come in. Um, we're still waiting for the offensive line uh, coach to come in. I think Staley's got a lot of work to do now in the next two or three weeks to get all the coaches in and then start preparing for the draft. So it all points to positive tone. Uh, Staley, clearly, when, when you look at his images on the uh, official websites and Twitter you listen to him talking, he comes with a huge amount of passion um, whether or not that can translate into uh, victories uh, and a winning record down the stretch remains to be seen but we've got to get behind him, we've got to support him it might not be everyone's cup of tea but you know um, he's obviously got his own ideas defensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, if he can take care of the offence and then Darius Swinton, he can't do any worse, can he, as a special teams coordinator? So uh, let's keep an eye on how that one plays out, whether or not um, we get a new kicker in uh, prior to week one in September. So I'm relatively uh, confident that this this group of coaches can change things up and give us some identity. We didn't have any identity last year, did we? What what were we? You know, it's apart from the excitement of, of Herbert launching the ball downfield to Keenan Allen, the rest of the receiver core. You know, we, we need some sort of identity um, and we'll soon find out what that is. Hopefully with a few pre-season games to give us a glimpse of what the season will look like. I'm interested to see if we can get, um, with the new coaching staff, get the best out of Bez's favourite Donald Parham with our new tight ends coach, Kevin Koga. My boy! Kevin's going to sort him out. Kevin, who is, who is only 31 and that just... Is terrifying. <laughs> do you know what? I, I do you know what? I thought the same thing. We've had this before we started airing. I actually forgot when I was born. And Dan, 
who shares my birth year, had to remind me how old we were. Um, and then I suddenly dawned on me the other night when I was chilling that, you know, I'm nearly as old as our head coach. Half the staff are my age or younger. Um, you know, I think I've missed my, my calling to, to run an NFL franchise here, and I'm quite disappointed if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, Darius yeah. Swinton's 35. Um, no. And Ronaldo Hill's 42. And Lombardi's 49. So Kevin Koga, though, 31. This is his... um first position coaching role he was um offensive quality control with the packers for the last two years um but it's a, it's a name to keep an eye on just see if he can get the best out of our eventual first round pick uh of kyle pitts but uh... <laughs> well, it depends i i do you know what we are being linked with him but i, I just I just can't see us letting Hunter Henry no, go. No, Who is linked to the Jets? Yeah, good luck with that, uh, New York. Uh, I'll eat. I'll eat my hat if that happens. But um, just don't eat you know, your jersey. I've only just got that. Oh, yeah, don't <laughs> eat the Jets. Um, I see Hunter Henry coming back, and and it's exciting to see what he can do. I mean, um, I I think we will not be establishing the run in the fourth quarter under Lombardi as OC. Uh, he is a he likes to run to win, but he. You know, likes to pass quite a lot, aggressive passer. And he worked, as we know, with Matt Stafford, um, who is now the quarterback on the other side of SoFi Stadium. The Rams, that franchise um, with bananas on its helmets, has <laughs> traded. Uh, it traded two first round picks to draft Jared Goff, gave him an obscene contract, failed to do anything with it, and now has traded another two first-round picks to move him on and bring Matt Stafford into SoFi Stadium. Um, initial reactions on Stafford against Herbert, Stafford in particular, and, and the Rams move. Have you got any burning thoughts, Was about Mr Matthew Stafford, former first-round pick? I'm just glad he's not come to the Chargers. I mean, LA, the Rams need to move out of LA and move to Alaska, I think. I mean, good Lord, what is going on there? <sighs> It's, it's it's strange because if you look at the way the Rams have been over the last two or three seasons, you, you would argue that they were the franchise going the right direction. Um, it might work out for them, but on paper, I don't think it it is it, you know it's going to play out like that. Good lord, what, <laughs> I'm glad we haven't got these sort of uh, headaches of, of of bringing in players like uh, Matt Stafford. You know. He's he's not garbage, but he's not a what I would call a top six or seven quarterback in the NFL. Um, and if if the Rams are after mediocrity, they they found it. I'm I'm kind of a bit confused by the whole thing. Um, I like Matthew Stafford. I think he's an he's a he's a good starting quarterback. It's a shame he's going to have to sit behind John Wolford, but um, no, nah, I, I mean John Wolford had that good one game. Um, but I, I just don't understand the Rams' like lack of desire for first-round picks of their own. Like they've traded, as you mentioned, Bez, they traded away two first-round picks to go up and get Goff. They traded a first-round pick to get Jalen Ramsey. Um, they've traded first-round picks for Matthew Stafford. But just if I think when it's that's clearly their strategy is to use their first round picks on established players and go about building their team that way. But when everyone else does it differently, it doesn't make you innovative. It just makes you confusing. Um, 
And yeah, I, I like Stafford. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him play in SoFi. Um, but not as much as I'm looking forward to seeing Herbert some more. Well, this is the thing is that uh, there's loads of quarterback talk and Deshaun Watson and Stafford moving and um, Rogers maybe not wanting to stay at Green Bay. And in all of it, there's this wonderful calm a storm we avoided because if we hadn't gone and got Herbert or he wasn't as good as we thought or maybe he hadn't played because we'd played Tyrod Taylor like planned this season would be a oh the Chargers drafted Herbert but are they going to go and get one of these names and it's calm we don't need any of them we're outside the drama well done Telesco um, for me I like Matt Stafford I, I really really enjoyed watching him in his Megatron Golden Tate days that I mentioned before I used to you know pick out Detroit games to watch them um, and there was that game where he won it with the fake quarterback sneak he was going to clock it I loved it uh, competitor I'm looking forward to him coming into the Rams um, I like the Stafford versus Herbert narrative and um, I, 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 I agree with Woz I don't think he's he's up there with where Herbert can be but he's always been someone I truly admire like sort of the lower end of the very good quarterbacks um, in a terrible, terrible position. So um, let's see what he can do at the Rams. Interestingly, Jared Goff goes into a situation where Anthony Lynn is, is his OC. So, um, you know, <laughs> run that ball, boy. Run that ball. Oh, boy. Um, you know, going to be, going to be, yeah, good luck, Jared Goff, and that massive contract that you don't deserve. But anyway, see you later. Herb, Herbert has already defeated one, one quarterback in the Battle for LA. So unlucky. Matt Stafford is next. Um, so the next uh, segment I wanted to, to touch on is, um, you know, we've seen the battle for LA. We talked about it in our first episode that they stick these bananas on their helmets and we felt we were a bigger franchise. We didn't like their head coach. We've now nicked half their staff or it feels like that, you know, <laughs> Staley anyway, um, trying to poach a bunch of others. Um, they are clearly doing something that works. Do we think that we're going to steal a little bit of LA Rams to bring to the LA Chargers? Um, is there any defining features of the Rams or anything that they did on Hard Knocks that you think, you know what, I'd like Staley to come across? For, for me, Dan, you picked up on it. They, they used their first round picks to get established players instead of drafting. I don't like that. I like Tlesco's plan. Maybe Staley would influence him and change his mind and make him trade for players. What do you think? Is it anything Rams you want to infect the Chargers, Dan? Um, just the the ability of Staley to get the best out of some middle of the road to average players on defense that he um kind of accomplished last year. Um, I'm kind of hoping that he brings that because we've got some middle of the road players on defense. Um, most notably our linebacker core. They're they're on the upper end of average but I'm hoping that he can bring that extra level to their play um, and that that's that's kind of my main thought. No I just think it's important for us to keep our identity there's no doubt that Staley will 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 take snippets of his time in at the Rams uh, building and bring it to the charge but I think he'll also bring his own sort of mindset and vision and, and approach the game, uh, and, and that that goes for all the other the guys that have, have have come in. You know, Joe Lombardi, Ronaldo Hill, and uh, Darius Swinton, etc. But ultimately, I think once the the 
coaches get their heads together, get to know each other, start bouncing off each other, well, then that's when the identity will come to fore. Um, it's how they go about doing that. And this is what I said earlier on. It's that mix. It's that that connection be- between all the different uh, personalities. Um, getting the best out of those middle road players is essential because we've got to make a decision now. Do we want people to come in and make an immediate impact or are we going to be patient for two or three years uh, and, and allow people to grow? I mean, we really need Derwin James to stay fit and make an impact. On the other side of the ball, Keenan Allen's not getting any younger, is he? So how many more years have we got left with, with Allen in his prime? So that's the decision that the front office have to make. Do they try and put the hammer down now and try and close the gap on the Chiefs? Or are they saying, well, now we're in a, a two-year transition period? Um, bearing in mind, we've got all sorts of problems with with uh, Ed Rush. Um, you know, we've we've got we've got massive concerns on special teams. So there's there's lots of issues to fix. There's lots to work with, but it's how they go about that approach. And once the once they've caught their strategy, if, if they haven't already uh, determined it, that will that will decide what we do in the draft. I know John is always spoken about sort of trading back uh, and trying to get a bit more bang for your buck. Uh, there'll be people out there that want to be aggressive and go for Penny Sewell. I know they will because the offensive line needs to be fixed. We need to protect Herbert. You know, that is a strategy. But is there somebody out there in free agency that we can go and get? So actually, yes, you're good for two years. You will do a good job and you will lead that offensive line. So... There's lots of different options, and it's how we go about that and select the best option that's that's a right fit for for the Chargers. Doesn't matter what they do, if we're four and four after week eight of this up and coming season, people just say, "Well, they got it wrong." Um, it's a results driven sport, unfortunately, and some people can't see the bigger picture. And I think we've run out of patience in the last two years. And the, the the fan base now have to re-engage. They have to realign themselves and say, look, this is a brand new chapter. You know, Bez keeps talking about this sophomore slump with, with Herbert. We we don't want that. Um, what we do want, we want to see progression. Um, what does progression look like? Well, <laughs> eight and eight is progression. If you look at it like that, you, but we want, we want to win in season, don't we? Let, let's try and make the playoffs at least. I think that should be the... The, the 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 goal is to at least get a wild card spot and, and make the playoffs. And the way things are going, they're just going to keep increasing the amount of teams that make the playoffs. So eventually, we'll get there. Well, unfortunately, we we spoke about this before we came on air. <laughs> the AFC is usually competitive. You know, the NFC is 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 not as strong as our conference, and it's it's for us to close that gap on those teams that have uh, excelled. I mean, look at the Browns. Good lord. Where did that come from? You know, they're going to be looking to push on next season. Clearly, the, you've got the likes of the Steelers that have that had a phenomenal start to season, tailed off, and the season ended in disappointment. So, Chiefs are always going to be there, leading the pack, while ever they've got Mahomes at the helm. So, uh, there's lots to do, but I think we should be aiming for the playoffs. Yeah, you know, exactly that, 100%. And, I mean, the thing that I'm really excited about is is what how we're going to approach the off season what staley will how he'll influence telesco and and will we go after some 
big names. The Rams have gone after big names consistently, um, and and not just on on offense but on defense too. Um, and perhaps that's something he influences him, or maybe he's you know we see more of the same. But I'm excited to see what happens in in the in the off season where we t- where Staley takes us as a franchise. And what's interesting is it all aligns because you look at people talk about windows, Super Bowl windows. We've got four years of Herbert on a rookie contract. Four years to truly compete because it gives you such an advantage with the rest of your team where the money, it needs to be spent safely, correctly, um, coupled with with draft picks, obviously. And um, I'm interested to see that we've got four years. uh, McCoy had four years. Lynn had four years. Has Staley got four years with Herbert in his prime with a decent budget to go out and attack a Super Bowl? That's our window. And I can't, I can't wait to see what he does. Can't, can't wait. So excited. Well, well, Energised. You, you talk about the Rams going after big names. I mean, look at the uh, Buccaneers. If they win the Super Bowl, you know, they've, they've they obviously signed Brady, Antonio Brown, who nobody wanted to touch. You know, they, they reunited Brady with Gronk. If, if you know, if they go win that Super Bowl on Sunday, Jason Licht will be the most demanded leader in sport, won't he? <laughs> he's got the biggest crystal ball ever and it's an absolute gamble when when you um go after these players and say what you want rivers was a big name and when the colts looked sort of west and said we'll take it for a season that that was a gamble um it's the same with the rookie class it either works or it doesn't and we've just got to hope and pray that whatever we do pays off that we can stay healthy and that the guys can do the business on the field no Exactly. So I've got two more segments before we wrap up for the evening. Relatively short ones for you listeners. Thanks for being with us in this off-season content. What off-season things are you going to look at? Are you going to write about? Are we going to talk about for you two? For me, I'm going to be looking at the Senior Bowl. I've started my analysis. Uh, I've got to half-time, making my notes, going back and watching plays and routes and defensive schemes and blocking schemes. So I'm going to do the second half and then there'll be an analysis. Uh, I'll, I'll come and give the podcast my feedback, anybody that stood out, who we should look at. Um, and obviously we're going to take a deep dive into the draft and free agency later on in, in the off-season. Um, you know, was what, what off-season things are you going to focus on? What can I'm, we anticipate? I'm really interested in to see who we bring back. We've got, we've got some uh, good players entering free agency, uh, notably... Uh, Hunter Henry, so I'm going to be tracking that. That's going to be really interesting because I think some of those decisions will give us an indication of whether or not we start looking elsewhere for established players or whether we try and uh, uh, dip into the draft and uh, try and steal the next best thing in the NFL. So that's that's the big one for me. I'm, I'm not overly concerned with... Um, who we take in the first round because ultimately there'll be a strategy and they'll be on options A to Z and they'll you know <laughs> we'll we'll get who we get. We, we've we've done okay in the fast uh, fast last sorry the last few years with with the first round. Clearly Herbert was absolutely phenomenal. Derwin James up and down, immense talent, but hasn't been able to stay healthy. Then you know you rewind back to to Joey Bosa, arguably one of the best pass rushes in the game so uh, I'm confident that we, whoever we select in the in the first round uh, will be the right option um, and because we're in no man's land in that, are we 13th pick? 
Yeah. Yeah, we're thirteenth pick. A, a lot of our a lot of our options have been taken out of our hands because people will be trading up and down well before us probably if we're gonna stay neutral. Um I, I don't see Telesco being over aggressive. Uh, I might be wrong. We saw it last year, but we've got to we've got to trust his judgment. So, but yeah, it's it's the who who we're going to bring back. That's what I'm really interested in. Um, for me, I I've got a lot of college tape that I I need to go and try and find and watch. I I didn't pay attention enough, um, and ignoring that. Um, otherwise, I want to look at. Um, just what kind of people we've hired as coaches, see if I can find anything about these coaches, such as the new tight ends coach, for example, who I mentioned earlier, just not knowing enough about them and not really paying attention to, say, the Packers' offense the last two years. I want to know what what these guys can bring to the organization. Love it. Guys, listeners, you can check it out on www.chargedupbolts.com. The podcast will come out throughout the off-season every two weeks. Uh, look forward to that. Thank you for, for tuning in. Loads of new listeners piling in recently we, we love having you on board get questions get topics into us on twitter uh, we'll give you some social media links shortly i'm gonna ask one last question ah you might have noticed that we had a new intro last week uh, we had a permanent new introduction by sean lights out merriman thank you lights out that is so nice of you to do for us and we had a one-off special musical sea shanty introduction <laughs> i've had so many good comments My Was, you bleeding. loved it you loved that, didn't you? <laughs> Good Lord. You'll be, you'll be playing the Chip Butty song next week. Yeah. No. <laughs> he was livid, listeners. He was livid. But I've had loads of good comments, so, you know, unlucky he was. Um, back to normal this week, or maybe maybe you'll have to listen all the way to the end to see if I sneak it in, Was you have to be the police <laughs> and see if I sneak in sea shanties for Curtis Egan into the podcast. I'm going to uh, report it to Spotify Police if you do. Hey, explicit I, I'm happy with these sea shanties. I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves lately, and hey, just bring them on. <laughs> yes, lad. Yes. Well, maybe, may, maybe I'll have to come up with some new surprises for Was all the way through the off season. Um, if you have a recommendation for music and you want us to play it on the podcast intros and outros, you know, tweet us, message us. We'd love love to have you. I'll um, veto it, so don't bother. <laughs> 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 bar humbug thought christmas is over um where can we find you on the socials at enzo 85 and you can find me at uk la chargers you can find me at bez the spaniard the podcast is at charged up pod hashtag sea shanties rule <laughs> <laughs> um guys it's been a pleasure having you you know the the off-season content is going to come at you thick and fast um and you know we look forward to hearing from you next week yarmy hearties <laughs> <laughs>